Reboot alarm. Reboot alarm. Oh, guys, did you hear that? There's a reboot happening somewhere. Reboot alarm. Reboot alarm. Oh, man. You mean Netflix picked up a series of something that we've been talking about? We're talking about Ultraman. The Netflix series. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your new favorite show, The More You Nerd. My name is Drew, and we are here today to talk about Ultraman, but not just any Ultraman, the 2019 Netflix CG animated anime adaptation by production IG, Ultraman. But I can't do it alone. I need my partner in stopping crime. Miles, how are you, buddy? Doing well. Um, I am really excited to get to this one. This was kind of my actual introduction to watching Ultraman. Um, You know, as I said at the top of the month, you know, I had been fascinated by the character because of. You know, a Super Nintendo game that I I had played and I had seen like some odd figures here and there at the comic book shop, but. You know, this this was the first time I think I actively sat down and watched Ultraman was when this popped out. I know I probably had seen clips before, but I had not sat down to watch Ultraman proper uh, before this series came out. And. I'm I'm really curious uh, how this is going to go over, because um, it's a very different take from uh, what we have seen. And I think kind of falls in line with what was going along, what was going on a lot in in both anime and manga at the time of its release. Um, This is based off of a a sequel manga. Just simply called Ultraman. Yeah. And that is that came out around 2011. And I also remember maybe it wasn't around exactly this time, but there being a lot of kind of reboot manga. I don't know if you ever read Pluto. But it is a, one a really good uh, adaptation of it's like a nine volume or six to nine volumes uh, adaptation of a single Astro Boy story, like a single episode, um, and it's this really great dive into that episode as basically an entire arc. It was really really cool. Um, so th- that Ultraman happened, and that was kind of a a different quote-unquote mature take that was more in line with maybe some of the style of the time doesn't surprise me. What did surprise me as, like, I mean, I've seen the anime before uh, watching the first four episodes this week, but I had forgotten that this is a direct sequel to the original Ultraman. This takes place decades after the original events of Ultraman. And when we say the original Ultraman, we're talking like the weird off color orange suits with the ties buckled to the center of the shirt and the little 
radios that popped up on the pins. The like there is a CG representation of the SSSP headquarters, which is now a museum, but also isn't a museum in this show that looks just like it looked in the old show. Like the entire oh, you've, got, you've got you've got an, like an aging Shin, Shin Hayata. Yeah, Shin Hayata, uh, the the original Ultraman, and uh, uh, Ide, who was a member of the SSSP in the original show, they are both big members of this show. Ide probably more than than Shin is, and yes. and it's really really interesting. Uh, it also is important because we, you know, this this show does. Uh, it differs a little bit from the original show, um, but it mostly it's the same kind of thing. Um, but the biggest thing is that Shin, the or the uh, who is now kind of an old man, uh, does not remember his time as Ultraman, which is true to the original series when Ultraman uh, and, and departed the planet and and unbound himself from from Shin. He. He did not Shin didn't remember any of the what happened at that point. And that's a very interesting kickoff point for where we start uh, this show, because this show is not about Shin. It is about Shinjiro, Shin's son. Uh, and that is a, a, a very, a very uh, interesting sort of <laughs> next step, you know, son of Ultraman kind of. Well, and and. When I say this also is a different take on Ultraman, I really mean it's a different take on Ultraman. This does not follow the same variety of of stylistic openings and even narrative openings that most of the shows that we have watched do. Um, I can't speak with complete authority because there's, you know, little decades of stuff that we haven't seen. But this one doesn't start off with just a giant monster rampaging. We actually have some real character building, like buildup before we even see Ultraman in costume for the first time. And we really get, and we don't even see an actual kaiju. And that is a very different thing because I also think that that being more of a modern take, it's certainly borrowing from some of the uh, English Marvel or specifically Marvel Cinematic Universe influencers. <laughs> and, specifically, been... and specifically one member of the Marvel Cinematic yes, Universe. Specifically Iron Man. That that And I, I mean, that stuff's huge in Japan. I mean, I follow a certain, uh, well, they're Japanese wrestlers, but I follow several of them and like they love the Marvel stuff and they specifically love the Avengers and they love Iron Man. So I, and, and Captain America as well. Um, as complicated as that might be for some, but I, um, I really like that this does something drastically different because there are so many Ultraman shows that having another kind of side story, that's fine. Yeah. To me. Uh, so, so to break down a little bit of, of, because again, we watched the first four episodes of this, we meet, uh, Shinjiro as a little boy at the beginning who loves Ultraman and his dad, who is some sort of like governmental agent, very well known, very well respected. Um, obviously we know that he was Ultraman, but he doesn't remember that he was Ultraman. And, uh, And this little Shinjiro kid jumps up and just falls off a balcony in this museum. Uh, But don't worry, 
he's okay because as we as we learn it turns out that when shin and ultraman uh parted ways uh, ultraman left a little uh left a little residual power in his system and that power uh still exists in shin and was passed down to his son uh as a part of that and that's really and we learned that that ide uh, the member of the the sssp from the original ultraman show he was the one that was kind of uh kind of like the the hot head like um i'm gonna do this kind of guy if you're if you remember when we talked about him um he and 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 his team have in secret been developing technology to help people like shin and shinjiro take advantage of their kind of latent ultraman energies to fight aliens and that's really what the Ultraman in this show is. It is we are not jumping to ginormous sizes fighting huge kaiju. It's basically what if Ultraman was an Iron Man. And I'm going to be real with you, Miles. This is the thing I liked the least about this. <laughs> the Iron Man aspect. Yeah, because it's mostly just the design because it's 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 like I, I you know, and, and, and again, I am. I'm so weirdly picky about this stuff. I know, I know, but I, no. I, 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 you know, it's, it's like when we talked about, you know, the, 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 the Michael Bay transformers movies designs or the, 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 the recent power Rangers movie. Designs. Designs. So I under, I hear you and I understand you because my initial reaction to the design, when I first saw it was like, uh, but I do think that this design is better than both the Michael Bay Power Rangers and the Dean Israelite Power Rangers, Transformers and Power Rangers uh, designs, because I feel that this this stays truer. Yes, it's armor. And we already have a reason why, because this is not Ultraman proper in several respects. And I can I can go with that because it it's. It's a modernized armor that is close enough, whereas the others felt like such massive design departures that I can, I can at least tolerate it. And even in this in the world of this show, the original Ultraman from decades ago looked like Ultraman. This is them designing what they can make an Ultraman look like. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's why I accept it better is because, OK, so Ultraman looked like Ultraman. This is humans trying to at least like recapture that in the only way that they are able. And I'm I'm more on board with that because the the quote unquote proper Ultraman still exists in universe. And this is a very different thing. And I'm OK with that. Yeah. And so as we get into the show itself, outside of the fact that I don't love the design of of Ultraman in this in this show, I kind of love everything else. It was weird. It was weird. Yeah. And, to and me. you'll get to see other other designs. Yes. Which I, I, yeah, I know there are other ultras in the show because they're all over the the. The, the, the poster for season the poster two poster <laughs> and the title art and the fact that, you know, what the a character that we meet is Dan Moraboshi, who is ultra seven in the <laughs> in the show. Uh, you know, that's that's, uh, you know, just something else added to it. But I when I'm looking, it's what it was weird. Like 
I have gone from not knowing anything about Ultraman to like giggling when I see a reference to something that is a a reference to the original show. (laughs) And it's like, oh, look at that. Ah, look at that. Like, you know, the, the... I mean, the, the weirdly, the 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 alien Bimular is not at all like the Bimular that we meet in the original show. No, but I love his design. It's really I, cool. Like, it's really cool. It feels like some of the stuff that the the Rewa era is doing, but it just it it looks great. I'm I'm super super into it. But we meet we meet uh, a, an alien named Edo who is a Zetan, which is like the big bads of the original Ultraman show. We have the alien. Uh, uh, he, he he doesn't name himself in the show, but it looks like a, a daily alien Adasic or Adasic, which is uh, a, a all, you know, it's a similar to alien Baltons, which are, you know, the guys that could, you know, multiply and, and duplicate mm-hmm. themselves. And it just in a really cool, cool way. And, and honestly, I just like, the characters i like the the i like what is going on in this show shinjiro is interesting shin is interesting in this show uh, and and ide i you know i'm not sure i can trust him but i think i can <laughs> well and that's the cool thing is like because you had like a lot of these because the show is not meant to really mimic a lot of the ultraman shows that are currently airing um and there are a li- this this show is a little darker um, wouldn't call it grim dark, especially, but it's certainly uh darker. It's it's uh I would I would say the, you see you what? see an alien tongue sucking guts out of people. It's pretty yeah, dark. Yeah, but the movie's not grim dark. Like, yes, there's dark stuff in it. It's more adult, but it it ain't I mean it ain't Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um I I think for me what makes this this is almost feels like the flip side of the exact mission statement hideki uh hideki ono was going for where it's like i want to reach adults who loved ultraman at some point in their life especially the ones that grew up with ultraman and i want to give them something they are similar mission statements with very very different executions and styles and i like that at least for this franchise both can exist simultaneously. I can enjoy both things. So it's it's more fun to like watch something like this because in something like Power Rangers, like it would more likely be the only thing you got and everyone's going back and forth on whether or not it's a good thing. Whereas Ultraman's <laughs> like, and you get a show and you get a show and you get a movie and you get a crossover movie. Oh, and here's this gigantic thing that everyone gets. Like I I kind of love that it's it's such a playground. And so something like this being a different thing doesn't mean it has to be the definitive Ultraman sequel show. Doesn't mean it has to be the, the definitive Ultraman anime. But I think this is really cool. And I like this very different approach. I think that it's I also think it was certainly uh, an appeal for uh, production ID to appeal to a Western audience. Oh, so so this is the thing like you talk about Shin Ultraman and I think those comparisons are are apt because I look at Shin Ultraman being like the perfect sort of campy reimagining of the series. And this movie is what I imagine if if Anno was 
American and doing an American remake of something it, that he had from a kid. hundred percent. That this and is what that would be. Thing, because this is this is a cool sequel story. And especially since I've been playing like a lot of stuff that like well, this past year, like Yakuza Zero and Persona 5 Royal. I'm like, it's because we have these kids involved. I'm like, OK, we're getting we're getting some of this vibe, too, you know, and I also really like and this is uh not the most popular opinion, I don't think. But I'm I'm into the CGI anime. That like, is, I think the animation is pretty good. I don't love it on the characters. But the, I, I think part of it is I've watched so much Ruby that Yeah, yeah. I can I can I can forgive. Now, I don't want all my anime to look like this, and I love hand-drawn animation, but I also don't have a knee jerk reaction to CGI animation. Heck, we're getting Gamera this year, so I better buckle up. The, the new um, uh, the new Trigun series is it kind of in this style, too, which is uh, which is. Yeah, interesting. I, I've heard I've heard mixed things about the show itself, but the animation looks really nice. And look, I've been watching I've been watching Gundam for years that has done 2D animation. I mean, every all animation is computer animation whether it's 2d or 3d now this just yeah. happens to be 3d style and uh and even in gundam like the characters look 2d but the the mobile suits and gundams look 3d and it's you know just you get used to it at a certain point <laughs> yeah but i i did like the animation style um i like the characters i think they did a, a cool job you know showing uh shinjiro as what we perceive to be a normal teenager and then you know also trying to do the thing that a lot of uh origin stories do where it's like oh it's it's him trying to be a hero before he's ever a hero and it going horribly wrong but in this case it's not him standing up to a bunch of guys and getting beaten up it's that oh he's he's too powerful and he doesn't know it he he has he he has this weird strength that he thinks he can control and in trying to scare off a guy that's talking to a, a girl that he likes and the guy picks well, a fight well, with him. Don't say it like that. Uh, this guy is sexually harassing. They are. These they girls. are. They are harassing these girls and he is doing the right thing by stepping in and trying to to stop that from happening. But when that guy throws a kick at him and he grabs his leg and twists it, he breaks that dude's leg. And it's and, and it's one of those things where, you know, if this was any other show, you would think, oh, whoops. Uh, but you see that character like you see Shinjiro and his friends a couple of days later and they are kind of weird around him because they've yeah, just they're, watched they're him. Kind of terrified of him yeah. They're kind of scared of him now. And you see him interact with that same guy on the street. And he's like, and this is after he's become Ultraman and saved people's lives and him in his real world. There's a dude that's so terrified of him that he's stumbling away on his crutches because he has to get away from him. And that is a very, very interesting take on this stuff. And it makes me wonder how that's going to play out as you have you know, this this guy who is actually super strong, doesn't really have a way to control it and is basically just kind of given free reign to be a good guy when he doesn't really know what that means. And that's really, really neat. It's not the way you always see this stuff. Yeah, I. I like a, I like all the moving parts of this, I like. And they do a good job of doing they, they give you a good, a, do, a good job of doing kind of the the hero in training, the origin story, the there is certainly more going on with 
all the shadow organization stuff than we think. And the way they're able to weave and tie all of these threads together without it being too messy so far. I mean, I, I, I don't think it ever gets messy. I've seen the entire first season, um, albeit, you know, several years ago. I'm I'm I have to say this this makes this series a, a real success for me because I, I'm trying to think of like I the voice acting is strong. I think the animation generally looks pretty cool. Yes, I agree with you that I don't love a hundred percent how Ultraman looks, but because they established that this really is a next generation sort of thing and that the Ultraman proper still existed and, you know, is maintaining his actual design in universe. This being kind of Ultraman TNG in a reboot way without any other show is really interesting. And especially knowing that they are going to be incorporating other things from the legacy of Ultraman as the show goes on. I I dig this as an anime adaptation because for an for an anime story this is very like kind of standard shonen anime yeah. in, in some yeah. in some aspects like in episode 4 he gets to turn the limiter off and suddenly he's got full power for 3 minutes well so now again that was something that's like you know this dude's been fighting a lot but no it was episode 4 when when the the limiter kicks off and and he's got full power, but that power is only going to last for three minutes. There's that three minute timer bringing it back. Yeah. And I got a smile on my face when it happened. I, I did too. But I remember the first time I heard that when I first watched the show, I was like, oh, that's I, that kind of, it's kind of a bummer. And then when I watched it this time, I, I was had the same reaction. I was just like, yeah, there yeah, it is. There it is. Uh, I love I love a little the little things like um, when, uh, you know, he uh shinjiro who so again props to shin for being an old man showing up in armor to fight bimular to save his son i loved that that scene was great i loved all of that um again i will also say another thing that i kind of dislike about this but it's not really its fault this is very much a netflix show I don't even think there's a title sequence. <laughs> there's no title sequence to skip that I noticed in the, the episodes that we watched. No, it was just like last time on and boom, it's go just for last it. time on and it goes. There's no opening, uh, no opening song or anything <laughs> like that. But, uh, but because of that, it is definitely told like chapters of a book instead of a traditional Ultraman story. There's a lot of episodes that end on cliffhangers that are picked up immediately in the next episode. That said, a lot of anime does that. Sure. Not saying that they don't. I'm just saying that is like atypical. Most anime does that. Sure. I'm just that is that is just atypical of Ultraman right now. Granted, well, Ultraman yeah, but, has but, a but bit of a formula to a, it. Well, I think Ultraman does have a little bit of a formula to it, but this this whole series is atypical. This is a very different venture. And I think they were kind of purposely making it a very different venture even though it's based off a manga i think the aim of this anime i mean obviously they were gonna put it in japan and hope it's popular but i really think the aim was to get western audiences or audiences outside of japan interested in ultraman in places where ultraman's footprint isn't as big and i i honestly don't know how successful that they are with that um 
But I honestly, you know, we kind of goofed around when we were talking about Jed's email back in November about this being a golden age of tokusatsu. But, you know, the more the more we talk about tokusatsu shows and the more it's becoming more visible here, I got to say he's right, because. I mean, this show is getting a third season. We just got to see Ocean Ultraman in American theaters. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a big deal. So this this may have done its job to get some people, you know, this could have been someone's first Ultraman. And it certainly was and is a fun series and a fun, like I would say, like tangent or Elseworlds to Ultraman. That's probably the best way to look at it. But I mean, I, I feel like this show did its job because, I mean, as we've seen, uh, these streaming services are kind of getting cancel happy uh, the last few years. So the fact that this got three seasons. Well, it is animated, which makes a little bit of that math different because yeah, they could have animation ain't always cheap. And this show doesn't look cheap. But I mean, but I'm saying they could have ordered it two years ago <laughs> and. uh you know, season two came out in 2022. They might have ordered and was only six episodes. They might have ordered season two and season three as one season to broken up between two two halves. Hey, they, I, I, I could I would say this. I could see that being true of the second season since it's only six episodes. But that second season was I mean, season two came out in April of 2022. When they break stuff up, they usually break stuff up pretty, pretty cleanly. Like I remember Voltron had like like quarterly or like every six month releases. Mm. So you could be right. You could be you could be it could be that the second season. COVID interrupted it and so they put out what they had and then started again when they were able to that you could be right. But the fact that they didn't shelve it all together like some shows, I I got to say, I mean, that's a it's pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, a uh, f- couple of things I like, uh, other things that I like about this show, the fights are very high energy and I don't just mm-hmm. mean because of beam weapons. They are, they are fast. They are, you know, kind of, kind of in that Ruby style part of, part of it is because they are, you know, they're not gigantic. They're normal sized beings, uh, jumping around and, and doing things that, that, that makes a, makes a big difference to me. Uh, personally. Um, and, but of course there's also just the, the other little, little references like when, you know, Shinjiro doesn't know how to beat, you know, Bemular that I don't think they even, they've even named Bemular at that point. And he gets on the, the <laughs> gets on the radio with, with Ide and Ide is like, all right, look at the socket on your right arm and see the plug on your left arm. Just stick the plug into the socket. And as you look at it, Oh, it's the the spacium ray ultraman's mm-hmm. signature attack uh and they they the way that that shinjiro fights and he's got his hand he, like he's hunkered down and he's got his hands out in front of him it's very reminiscent of the of the first ultraman fighting i i, I like it a lot i'm i'm into it yeah i mean there there's a lot of things that this show does that i love and there's there's stuff that you'll see like, I mean, I certainly remember the the way Ultraman looked when he hit his, his spacing attack. I mean, it was certainly in the video game. And that was kind of all I knew is that kind of. You know, and getting to see that on the. Big screen with Sean Ultraman was awesome, but the fact that they, they included it and they didn't. 
because that could easily be something that they would like throw away. Oh, that's kid stuff. We're we're doing a more mature take. We're we're, you know, having him blast out like Iron Man. I like the fact they kept that that symbolic shot in. Yeah, it's like the only way this works is if you hold your hand and plug this thing in in this particular way. That's how this works. <laughs> they could have designed it in a different I've way. I've never designed that because it's like, if you want to do this, you got to do it this way. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> I, I absolutely love like having the dumbest but practical reason to do it because also when he tries to do it like in the second fight he's like oh yeah i gotta connect this thing here and it's having a little trouble first because it's not supernatural um i i i'm i'm a big fan of that i also i like shinjiro a lot i think he's an interesting character um he is uh, uh, Eng- english voice actor josh hutcherson by the way playing uh playing shinjiro uh, Peta from uh, good, yeah, I was gonna say, Hunger good Games. Job. <laughs> um, I, mean, I, th- I, th- I think he did a very good job. I I like that they they make an interesting teenager out of him because he does have, of course, the the bratty teenagers teenagerisms in him because he's a teenager, but he's also a very thoughtful, interesting character. And I think they did a good job balancing like he's a teenager, but also we're gonna make him a three dimensional character that you can stand. Yeah. Definitely. And they did a really great job of that. Uh, we're going to see other examples of teenagers in this show that are less so. Um, well, that happens. But I mean, as as these shows are, are want to do. But I think I think this is a cool, cool show. And you don't have to have seen 50 years of Ultraman to enjoy it because you just have to know Ultraman was a, a, someone that existed. The context given at the beginning of the show is enough to be like, OK, there was this alien. He helped save the Earth and left. Yeah. And you know it's, what? It's like Superman Returns, but not shitty. <laughs> and you know what? If you watch the first four episodes of the original 1976, 66, excuse me, Ultraman show, uh, you'll appreciate it even more because there are so many stylistic choices in this there show. There are. Yeah, and so- the sound effects. The sound effects are great. The music is really good. But even like so. So we learn uh, that that, the you know, Ide has had the the SSSP museum, but secretly underground is the, the SSSP continues to operate. And the team, instead of wearing the orangish, <laughs> orangish, brownish uniforms, just wear a navy blue uniform of the exact same thing. It still looks just like the old mm-hmm. 60s uniform. And it's like, why are we still dressing our dudes in this? Come on. Uh, well, no, but I also love that the people <laughs> that work at the museum do wear the orange uniforms. Yes, they that do. One kid asks uh, Shinji for his autograph. And that's when he turns and looks away and Shinjiro falls off of the balcony. Yeah. Uh, and it just I, I I think it's, you know, there's there's a lot that I like. I probably would have liked this show had I not watched any other Ultraman, but watching other Ultraman, even just even the little tiny bits that we did, we watched four episodes of the original show. And I am so much more invested in this as a result. And I I find that 
just very interesting and fascinating. Uh, I, I cannot explain how giddy I am seeing things that I saw less than a month ago for the first time <laughs> reinterpreted in a new way. I feel a little dumb being excited like, oh, it's that thing. Ah, ah. I just I can't help it. That's that's who I am. I love references. Miles. Yeah, I love and, references. Uh, so I, I was I was a little, a little uh, initially a little concerned because we, when we did Ultraman and then uh, did Tiga, I I was like, well, maybe we're not going to feel the same we did as we did about Common Rider. But I love Ultraman in a very different way than I loved Common Rider. Yes. But I still very much love Ultraman. I mean, especially now having watched some modern stuff, watching Shin, even getting to watch Tiga. There's some stuff where I would, I would probably more like to pick and choose what I watch, but there's also some shows where I'm like, I would watch this entire thing from front to bottom. And I mean, I, I have seen the the whole first season of Netflix's Ultraman. And I really, really in, enjoy it. Um, I've also and, enjoyed uh, getting to know more about the franchise through <laughs> our friend Jed's emails, because these things have been amazing. Yes, Jed, Jed, by the way, uh, Un, uh, uncre- let's credit Jed with some of the background research and some of the things that we're talking about here. Uh, but uh, yeah, it is like and as we sort of round out talking about Ultraman as the at the end of this month, because I think that's an important thing to do. I fell in love so fast with Common Rider and I did not fall in love at the same speed with Ultraman. But now that Dang. we now that we are here sort of at the at the end of our journey uh, for now, at least, um, and I reflect on it. And I just look at like the simple fact that I can go on to YouTube right now and legally watch the entirety of the three most recent Ultraman shows and we'll be able to watch the new Ultraman show when it launches and watch it week to week. Like that is something that I'm honestly considering right now. They haven't even announced what that show is yet. And it's like, well, I got time to catch up on trigger and, and, and Decker. And I can, I, I can, I can, uh, yeah. So I'm a hundred percent going to be following up on some of this stuff in, in my own time. And I mean, like just like literally yesterday or no. Yeah, literally. No, it was today. It was this morning <laughs> today. Uh, Common Rider Black RX was announced for Blu-ray. Yeah, which is the sequel series to Common Rider Black, which was an- announced for Blu-ray earlier in the year, which I am planning on picking up at least black. Um, I yeah, would the, love the fact that we're getting more and more of this stuff. And actually, uh, Jed did, did come in clutch with uh i'm gonna read a piece of his email he's he's written these amazing long long emails they're extremely thoughtful and i I love them but this this is in reference to something we were talking about last week that i had some confusion on and he said the original license that mill creek slash shout had was only ultraman 66 through ultraman r slash b uh taiga 4 would have a sep would be separate deals which is how slash y uh put them on their own official youtube channel for international viewers viewers Taiga was the first experiment with that, and the episodes were only available for about two weeks after they premiered. For Z Forward, they allowed all the episodes to just stay there. And they're also trying hard for international viewers, not just us here in the U.S. Uh, Apparently, there are official Cantonese, Korean, uh, Malay, Thai, 
Thai, and Indonesian Ultraman YouTube channels, among others. And I think they're even dubbing uh, Z into Cantonese. So as Super, Super Aya Productions is 100% working hard, probably harder than I would say any of the big license holders for the most popular tokusatsu on the planet to get Ultraman everywhere. And I, I think we talked about this where like someone there is doing the Lord's work because we have an embarrassment of material for Ultraman to watch. For sure. I wish that Common Rider got this treatment. Like I want, like, I, I, well, I'm excited about slowly, I'm, but surely slowly, but surely I'm excited about common writer Blu-rays, but I would really love common writer streaming. Cause I am much more likely to watch that. Than, is only the first series on Tubi. Uh, no, it, uh, uh, Kuga is on Tubi. Kuga's on Tubi. There's a couple I, others I, that are, there are a couple others out there too, but, um, and I think some are on the, on Tubi Shoutsu, right? Uh, it, it varies so much, but like Common Rider Black, the only thing we could find was the first two episodes on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, I, it makes me mad because like, I'm fine if like that was it and there was an official place to purchase Common Rider Black or Common Rider Gaim. Like if I could watch the first two episodes, yep, sold, want to buy it officially. Can't do it. So the two episode thing kind of honestly is more of a in infuriating tease and anything it's else such a tease it's such a tease but unlike that ultraman you can get into you can like and and, and as we talked about this last week you know with with the new shows that are kind of tied together and are kind of anniversaries of of older shows like picking up with ultraman trigger is is i mean again we only watched the first episode but you know it seems like a really good place to start the, the journey you know ultraman z is kind of an interesting little little one-off character that doesn't seem tied to, to everything ultraman decker literally just ended two weeks ago and it sounds like when the next thing comes out it's going to be there it's going to be on that youtube week of and i'm just i'm i'm excited to to see what my interest level is when that happens because i've i've been you know, you got to be in the right mood. It's not Power Rangers. It's not like that. That's the other thing. It is not Super Sentai. It is not Common Rider. It is its own thing. These 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 three sort of pillars of 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 Japanese superhero dumb are all like so unique in their own ways and they're formulaic in their own ways. Sure. But it's been really, really interesting to 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 take this journey. God, I guess I guess eventually we might have to sometimes this this month actively do a sentai month um <laughs> because <laughs> we've done everything else i mean i know we did Zhu ranger i think once i think we, we did, did the first a couple episode. of we, we did it i think we might have only been one episode i can't remember yeah we did one and then we did akiba ranger which was which a delight akiba ranger is its own thing um, I feel like I would like Akibi Ranger now that I know more about Super Sentai than I did at the time we watched Akibi Ranger. But uh, yeah, and I mean, also, there's a lot of good uh, a lot of that Super Sentai that show owns is on Tubi and a lot of those shows. It's much easier to watch the current Sentai stuff than it used to be. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I it took me slower to fall in love with Ultraman, but I really, really love Ultraman. And I have not disliked a single show we watched. And that 
that's been true with the Kamen Rider too. I didn't dislike a single one of them. Even if I was less cool on one than another, I actively enjoyed everything I watched. And that's a good place to be in, gang. That's a really good place to be in. <laughs> yeah, you you could say it's I mean. It's it's a good place. It's a good foundation for love. Love exciting and new come aboard we're expecting you to listen to next week's episode as it's february and love is in the air but what love oh the love of the night the love of vengeance the love of batman as we take a journey in this February month of love to talk about the many loves of some different characters that we love and kind of kind of, you know, see what the what the history, uh, the romantic history of these characters are and kind of who we would who we'd ship, who we would ship uh, with with this character. And of course, the first one we are going to do is Batman. So expect a 12 hour long podcast episode next week as we debate the many loves of Batman and which one is the <laughs> true ship. Neither of us have the time to do the appropriate amount of research for that. We are going to try our best. Um, yeah, th this definitely started off as one thing and turned into another from one of Drew's suggestions. So we were, yeah, we we're going to talk about the loves of beloved characters for the month of February. I've been wanting to do a romance angle for February for forever. So this is a good baby step. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to talk about it because Batman certainly has a lot of great potential partners and so many of them extremely interesting and valid. And that's, uh, you know, that's what, so that's next week, gang. Uh, if you would like to reach out to us, you can find us at the You can tweet to us at the You can facebook.com slash the and you can email us questions, comments, your favorite loves of the bat to the more you nerd at gmail.com. That's the more you nerd at gmail.com. And now so until next time, we're going to end this show as we always do with a rousing nerd, nerd. out. out.